welcome to selfdiscoveryradio.com. With over 1,400 shows, we have the answers for you. Enjoy your listening on selfdiscoveryradio.com. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Their Story Matters. I'm your host, Sarah Troy. My guest today is Jenny uh, Bosclair. I may be pronouncing that uh, incorrectly, which I know she'll correct me in a moment, which is wonderful. So we're going to be doing two shows with, um, with Jenny. We're going to be doing shows on chakra eating, exactly the foods that you should be eating to feed each chakra in your body in order to keep it all in beautiful alignment. We're also going to be talking about recipes from the other side. Mm, what does that mean? And uh, how does that work? Well, we're going to find out all about that today. And this is just part one of the shows that I'm doing with um, Janie. We're going to be doing another show called The 5C Clairvoyant. She is a clairvoyant and uh, she does wonderful readings with people and we're going to be talking about what the si five C's are, the, the five um, clairvoyant points of uh, receiving and that's going to be in the second show which will air next week. But let's first start off with the chakra eating. What are chakras? How do you put the right foods to the right chakra? What does it do for you? How does it help you? And how the hell do you get a reading from the other side and get a recipe? Hmm, well she's tried these all out, these recipes that have come from the other side and clearly knows what she's doing with the chakras here. So this is going to help you align yourself. It's very, very important that your chakras are in sync and in alignment with each other because when they're out, that's when things start going wrong. So if you can eat to keep your chakras nice and healthy and in alignment, it's going to help you in every aspect of your life. So uh, Janie's been doing this for a long time. The clairvoyancy is deep, deep within her. And we're going to share her story with her along the line while we're talking about the chakras and recipes and everything else. So let's dive right into it. If you've looked at the posting, you'll see that all the chakras there, all the foods there, are labeled as to exactly how they feed your chakras. Follow along with us and it'll help you actually understand what we're talking about. So Janie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Such a pleasure to be with you today. Oh, my pleasure, my pleasure. Our pleasure to uh, be sharing your wisdom here. Um, I'm a visual eater in the sense that I love color. Fall is one of my favorite times because it is okay. uh, uh, because it is a time when you really do, you know, get such beautiful colors. You know, with pumpkins and squashes and aubergines and yams yeah. and. Um, and I think color is just something that feeds our senses on so many levels. But chakras, that's really, really interesting that various foods of different colors feed the different chakras. And I think that is wonderful. Well, it was an eye-opening experience for me when I first learned about this. And I actually learned about this because I had a son that was not feeling well. And we couldn't get to the bottom of what was happening. And we started to look a little deeper into his body and pieces and parts and organs and this and that. And uh, I, I received a hit from spirit saying, look at his chakras. And that's when I really started to get familiar with what your chakras are, how they help to organize and work with your body, and how they can help to heal different systems that are not feeling well. And through that, I learned on the importance of the varying foods that go with each chakra. And when we actually put that food with the chakra energy into motion, we saw how much better my son was feeling. So it really came through uh, spirit and a combination of, you know, calamities with health in my son's life that, 
really was an eye-opening experience as to the reality of how food does affect the different organs and the systems in your body. Yeah, I mean, people just think food is just, you know, fuel or shove it in. And, yeah. You know, not only is it, you know, eat a colorful food, but also even, um, eating gratitude and eating appreciation to what it actually is doing to your body. Because mm-hmm. nothing is grown and nothing is out there just because. It all has right. a purpose, doesn't it? Absolutely. And there's seven chakras in your body. And they, they basically, if, for those who aren't familiar, they're energy centers that... Uh, go down the, sh- the center of your body from your head to your pelvis area, but they actually can be mapped to certain emotions, certain organs, certain energies and patterns that your body goes through. And for me, that was really a fascinating thing to learn about because it now gui- you know has been guiding me for years since I had made this discovery of If I have something going wrong, if I have a headache, I can eat a certain food that will make my headache go away. If I have a stomach ache or I'm not digesting something well, there are certain foods that you can eat to make certain parts of your body feel better. And the other part that is really exciting for most women over 50, let me just say, and men, is those who are looking to slim down. If you start eating to feed your chakras, your body will automatically adjust itself to the perfect you and you will drop weight just in the changing of your habits of eating. Not necessarily having to change what you eat, but when you eat it and how you eat it. Mm -hmm. That's a very important thing as well. If you are drawn to a certain color or a certain type of food, is it that because that chakra is kind of calling out for it? Yes, exactly. Exactly. Each chakra has a color relation to it. And uh, I have on my website, JanieBeauclair.com, if you want to look at that, I have a list of all the chakras and what foods actually work in color with those energy systems. But it definitely holds true to uh, the heart chakra is green energy. And if you're having chest pains or a hard time breathing or things related to sadness in the heart, you can eat green things as in lettuce or cucumbers or green beans or peas or anything that's green and in while you're in that cycle of that emotional turmoil and you'll see within minutes after your body's received that food that it actually will start to change how you feel not only emotionally but how the organ itself feels makes sense doesn't it it does when you look at it (laughs) i mean because like every one of these foods has their own particular nutrients you know, That's and, and so that nutrient is there to kind of serve, you know, various different types of the body. And if there's something lacking in your body, which your chakra will pick up, it's going yeah. to be craving that nutrient. So all it is is just giving you a complete guide, uh, yes. you know, as to, you know, um, feeding what you need. So if you are craving something, there's, there's a reason behind it. Yeah. And I'll tell you, um, if your chakras are balanced, your emotions are balanced. Your health is balanced, your stability, and you also have more connectivity in your life mentally, meaning you're more aware, you're more understanding, you're more open, and if you're looking to connect in a spiritual way, you're more connected in your spirituality. So it's, it's pretty important to know if your chakras are in balance or not, and if you are absolutely craving a certain colored something, you should explore what color that chakra goes with and see why you're craving that. You know, what is your body missing? What is it telling you? 
because it will always give you the answers. It's whether or not you listen and you hear. Right. Uh, people, when they're depressed, um, are inclined to go to black colors, you know, dark colors, even yeah. black, which is just going to plummet you even more into it. So I always say to people, you know, I know that, you know, putting on something bright red, you're not going to be able to live up to, but uh, insert a color be it a scarf, be it lipstick, be it something that's going to pick you up. Because if you're not feeding those emotions and and start injecting in the color that's going to heal you, um, you know, you're not going to raise up that vibration, are you? So it makes sense if you're going to do it with what you wear as to with what you eat. Right. And And if you are going through depression and you are feeling like you want dull and muted colors, um, lean toward purple because purple is definitely one of the brainwave colors that really makes your brain react. And that will open up those little sensors that are feeling that depression that are going through that emotion and allow that to lift from you. So if you are feeling like, oh, I just I don't want anything bright, well, wear eggplant purple and you should be just fine. Um, it's an amazing thing how... The colors that you wear absolutely will feed your body, absolutely will allow your body its own healing um, from an outside. So if you're to say you have an issue with your throat or your communication, which is your throat chakra, if you were to eat blueberries, you'd be healing and feeding the chakra on the inside. But if you were to wear a blue scarf and connect that color to your eyes visually and around your body, you'd be healing it from the outside. So if you were looking to heal both inside and outside because you had something pretty strong going on, it's easy to do by adding color on the outside as well. Yeah, I mean, it's quite logical, isn't it? Um, yes. You know, we, we allow our, our minds to get in the way because it's all data, it's all programming. Um, mm-hmm. Where, you know, the solutions um, intuitively are always there. And so if you are feeling something, and you know, I'm feeling like eating this or I'm feeling like wearing something, don't try and second guess it or override it. It is, you know, your, your intuitive self saying, this is what you need right now. Step into that color, eat that color, um, you know, take that breath because uh, that's what's going to heal you. But um, we are inclined to override that information where we really should be tuning more into it, shouldn't we? Absolutely, absolutely, because your body will always tell you what is wrong with you. Mm -hmm. It will always tell you, whether it tells you through pain or it tells you through craving or it tells you through desire of an aroma, a spice, a, a watermelon, you know, whatever it is that you're desiring, your body will always tell you what's happening. The hardest thing I think for people is to understand that they have all the answers within them. Yes. <laughs> you know, yes. Uh, because yes. everybody automatically goes, Oh, I don't feel good. Quick, go to the doctor. And it's mm-hmm. like, Well, wait a minute. Take a second and listen to what your brain is already telling you. And you can take some steps to starting to correct those problems that are minor problems that don't require, you know, emergency room and things like that. Um, but your body absolutely is going to give you every hint that you need in order to start shifting what's happening. And food is a big, big, big part of that. You know, we need food to survive. Most of us eat at least three times a day. So knowing what you're putting in your body and what you're actually feeding, not what you're eating, but what you're feeding mm-hmm. will make all the difference in the world as to how healthy you are in your life. 
Let's go through the chakras so we can give people an idea. So let's start with the crown chakra. Sure. Um, you see, it's the one associated with spirit over matter. The chakra is fed by white food and connects to our spiritual guides. Right. Now, the shock, crown chakra is connected to the spinal cord, the brain stem, and the pineal gland. Um, it affects your sleep, your biological cycles, um, and connects you to spirit. So anything that's happening in your brain, and, and that's also part of the depression zone, um, which uh, the depression zone contains two different chakras. It's the crown and the next one down. But we'll talk about that next one down after. But anything white, people go, well, what kind of food is white? Well, there's a lot of white food. Yeah. Um, think about coconuts, potatoes, garlic, um, radishes. There's there's just a whole bunch of white food that we never even think of. Oh, I don't eat anything white. When you think of color food, you think of fruit, you know, and you yes. think of bright veggies. But uh, the the reality is, there's probably I would say there's probably about 25 different white foods that you can grab to work with your crown chakra. And when your crown chakra is clear, it does a few things. It helps the clarity in your brain and your thought pattern. And when your brain and your thought pattern is clear, as in not aggravated or pissed off, if you will, um, then your brain is able to connect spiritually to outside signals and outside voices and outside universal energies. And so keeping your crown chakra clear is really important to you connecting to not just your internal body, but your outside universal energy. Because, of course, energy also affects our body. You know, and the other thing about coconut is it has so many, many nutrients in there. You can have a glass of coconut milk and, right. um, you know, there's cashew milk and, um, you know, all the, yep. those type of things that are really good for you. White bread doesn't really count, folks. No. You know, we, we are talking <laughs> about things that have a nutritional base, not something that's, you know, a white crackers or anything like that. So, yeah, um, you know, make sure there is some nutrition fact to do with it. And, and you know, so many people are suffering from depression today. And, you know, I, I did a show on this where you know, most of the time is, is purely the brain isn't getting the nutrition it needs in order to function right. properly. And so we have to bear that in mind is that, in, in, you know, instead of, again, you said rushing off to the doctor and getting a Ritalin or whatever, uh, you know, just try the foods that are actually going to feed the brain and feed the mind. Uh, and you'll probably find that that depression won't be knocking at your door so often or at, mm -hmm. at all. Right. And the, the third eye chakra, which is the next one down, um, that's the one that's in the center of your your eyebrows. That also is really big in that whole depression world because that not only handles your eyes, uh, your pituitary glands, your pineal gland, but it handles your brain. So when you're having depression, you definitely want to center your thoughts on feeding the crown and the third eye chakra because they work together. Yeah. When one is not feeling well, the other one feels it. Um, so you definitely want to uh, really stay in tune in, if you're in a depression type of a thing or even if you get chronic headaches or migraines or things of that nature. If you have problems with your vision, uh, those two both work really well hand in hand. Now, the function, the functionality in, of organs through the third eye, your thyroid, your thymus, your pancreas, your adrenal glands, your reproductive glands, um, your hor hormonal production, 
this affects everybody. It affects kids as they're teenagers, you know, growing into adulthood. It affects adults and uh, going into the second phases of their life. It affects elderly people going into their later phases. Um, all of those specific organs and glands are really critical to how great your mind feels. So it's really important to keep an eye on your third eye and your crown chakra. Your third eye chakra and your third eye color is the is the beautiful purple color. And when you look at the foods that are associated with that, it's everything from the purple cabbage to grapes to eggplant to uh, just just there's potatoes. Purple, purple potatoes, right, right. So um, the purple foods are, and the white foods, when you do combinations of veggies and fruit that are in that flavor, those two colors, you're feeding your brain and you're allowing your brain to have clarity and really sharpen your communication, your ability to connect, not only to what's going on inside of you, but to other people and other emotions and to the spirit world and universal energies. And it's, it's really your top two connecting points are your top two chakras for the outside as well as the inside. And something the that you should be incorporating every day. It isn't like just don't worry if you're feeling depressed or, you know, the eyesight's going. It, right. You know, I mean, garlic is such a blood, uh, a blood purifier. Um, Absolutely. You know, and uh, you know, onions can fall into this category as well. You know, right. especially white onions or purple onions. Um, mm -hmm. They're also fantastic for for cleaning out your system. And um, you know, there's so many of these things that each and individually have so many wonderful nutrients that you know it's fun to kind of experiment with them and put some recipes together, isn't it? Absolutely. That's that's been a, a lot of fun for me to create meals specifically related to my chakras uh, what I was since I learned this information every single one of my meals I make sure that I'm feeding at least four of the seven and I don't know why four but four came to me spiritually and so I've been staying with it ever since right um, but I always make sure that I have at least four elements in every single meal that I eat that will relate to to the chakras in my body and I have to tell you that since I started doing this I have dropped close to 18 pounds naturally without trying, without changing the food that I eat. I just change how I eat it. Um, I do them in certain time frames and certain orders uh, that I've learned works better for me. And it's a beautiful thing to be able to let your body regulate itself to be at the weight that it wants to be at naturally. And, you know, not having to do the diet pills and all the, the stupidity of, of dieting. Um, and the beautiful thing about eating for your chakras is your your body's going to regulate itself. It's going to figure out on its own what you should be weighing. And it's going to keep all the nutrition that it needs. And it's going to get rid of the garbage that it doesn't. Right. It's and a beautiful know, little system. As far as weight goes through, let's just hit on that for a second, because again, you know, where people are still under the dictation of what society says you should weigh, which right. is a zero. Right. Um, and, you know, each one of our bodies has its own metabolism, its own weight um, ratio. And, you know, if you've lost weight and it's still not the magazine look, yeah. you're not meant to be that look. That's right. You know, exactly. if your body is functioning, you're happy, you're sleeping well, you've got the energy, that's where you're meant to be. Don't mess with it because now you're going to be upsetting the entire balance and throwing everything out. 
So right. you'll know when you get there uh, because you'll feel good and that's all that you're meant to be feeling. Don't worry about Absolutely. everything else. And I'll tell you something too that was really interesting for me. Uh, before people noticed that I was losing weight, they noticed the color of my skin in my face. They mm -hmm. noticed how healthy my face looked. And I, I, all of a sudden, people started saying things to me. Wow, your skin looks really good. What are you doing different? And I immediately went to, geez, I'm not using a different skincare. I'm not using, you know, taking different vitamins. What am I doing that's different? Why are people suddenly saying this to me? And then I realized, oh, it's all about what I'm feeding myself now. It's changing my skin, my skin tone, my, you know, the, the pigmentation, the, any spots or whatever I had that that had suddenly now been going away from feeding my chakras. So and, it's and, a... Uh, you know, when you think about it, especially, I mean, the, you know, we now know that we need healthy fats. Remember, there's right. the fat, no fat craze. Right, uh, right. And that sugar is the, you know, the enemy, um, unless it's naturally sweet from the actual vegetables. Um, you know, no processed sugar whatsoever. And, you know, looking at the natural fats in foods, um, you know, like coconut oil and omegas <laughs> and uh, avocados and things like that. You know, all of these things are oils that are actually kind of, they're the fuel in order to get your body going. And, that you know, they moisturize your skin and they're moisturizing you from the inside out. So, right. it's, uh, you know, don't look and say, oh, but this is fattening. No, if your body needs it, it will know how to process it. If it's well, all even natural... Like the, the throat chakra, which is the third one down, the recommendation for the throat chakra is chocolate, yep. things that are brown. Right. So, you know, chocolate is a good thing. <laughs> Not only is it yummy and delicious, but it actually provides a lot of benefit to the chakra. Um, and speaking in the throat chakra, that one is a lot of brown stuff. And so you look at what's brown. Well, coffee is brown. Mm -hmm. Coffee and chocolate are the two number one things to feed your throat chakra. Ooh, well, uh, that's my two number one things. Isn't like that this. beautiful? <laughs> that's you, a beautiful you thing. You the ball right there. I, I just whiskey right, count right? is brown. <laughs> well, and, and the other side of that is blueberries and things that are blue. Mm -hmm. So um, and some of the richer berries, like blackberries, um, blue plums, and, and some of the just really sweet, beautifully vibrant fruit um, work with the throat chakra and work with that chocolate. So... Sweetness is a good thing if you're not abusing it and you're and you're doing it in a you know you're having it in a healthy way. Right, and and again, when you're talking about the chocolate, it's the dark chocolate. I did a wonderful show on on somebody who uh, actually created a new chocolate bar called Macalat, and it's uh, it's the ingredients that are in there in, in themselves are a most beautiful color. They're all the Essian berries and things like this. And, <laughs> and, it's, and it's got, um, you know, none of the crap in it that most chocolate does have. So if you right. want to eat chocolate, make sure you're sticking to the pure chocolate. Uh, yes. And, and don't go into that kind of processed white crappy stuff. So it's worth it. Uh, you'll yeah. also feed your taste buds a lot better with it as well. And absolutely. I mean, if you, if you can afford to do the organic or if you can grow your own fruits and vegetables, um, definitely go that route first because obviously the least amount of chemicals that you can put in your body, the better. And make sure that you clean your food really well yeah. as well. Wash it really well. Uh, I was doing a show with a bunch of gentlemen recently. Um, we were doing a cooking show and I was teaching them how to cook lunch for your chakras. And when I had them assist me, they basically would take the, the broccoli we were working with and 
splash it under the water so fast. I said, I hope you wash your hands better than that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it was like, wow, you should be washing your food like you wash your hands, like you want it clean. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, They actually say even, you know, having some water in the sink with some lemon squeezed in there and just leaving the veggies in there for a few moments and that can help, right? That's a great tip. That's a great tip. Absolutely. Because lemon has a purifying effect. Absolutely. It'll strip off stuff that uh, that's not good. Exactly. But, you know, here's another point, folks, you know, when you talked about the cost of things is that if you're eating um, healthier and your body is feeling more revitalized, um, you actually are not eating as much. We eat so much in a day of empty foods. Mm-hmm. And we're constantly left hungry because we're not getting the nutrition that we need. And right. so obviously the chakras are going to be at effect. Your depression, your energy, uh, you know, uh, lethargy, everything is going to be there. But if you invest in the good foods, you'll find out that you won't eat as much because you're eating balanced and that your, your um, uh, uh, grocery bill isn't going to be any more, but you're buying less, you're eating fresher, so don't go and buy for two weeks, go and buy every couple of days, Um, and make sure that you're eating stuff that's truly healthy for you, and you'll find that your purse isn't going to be any different, but you're going to be feeling a great deal different. And let's just give one more little piece of perspective on that. If you can only buy two different things, or let me say three different things in the organic category, let them be things like broccoli, uh, kale, or cauliflower. The things that are really hard to clean, like in broccoli, you can't clean between all those little baby buds of each piece of, of head, right? And kale is so complex and leafy, it's really hard to wash and clean that. And the same with the, um, uh, uh, what was the one I just said? Thank you. <laughs> Lost it for a second there. I better feed my brain chakra. Um, <laughs> but if you can only invest in some items in the organic world, let it be the ones that are the most complex and hard to clean. Because, you know, a squash you can clean pretty well on your own. If you can't afford it organic, yeah. clean it. Um, but the things that are so leafy and so bunched together like that, I, I really always get those things organically because I know there's no way I'm going to be able to clean what's been sprayed on them. Exactly. And again, that, that lemon water is good, but make sure when you bring it yes. out of the lemon water, just rinse it, rinse it underwater rinse it as off. well. Yeah. Um, because that will remove a lot, but as you said, won't get into the crevices. So yeah. you know, in talking about the heart chakra, that is actually <laughs> where your broccoli and all your green veggies are. Yes. Um, in your heart chakra, and I just want to jump back to the throat chakra for a second. Um, what the throat chakra works with is your bronchial tube, so your respiratory system, your breathing, your mouth, your tongue, your esophagus, your thyroid glands, and it regulates your body's temperature. But it also increases your communication skills. So if you have had an argument with someone and you are really upset about the conversation that happened, If you want to help to remove that stress from your body, feed your throat chakra because your throat chakra is going to help you to be able to communicate better. Yes. Articulate what you need to say, not what your your confusion is uh, wanting to say. Exactly. Uh, Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. A, a good one. Maybe everybody should carry a little bar of dark chocolate around with them. Right? <laughs> Something yeah, blue. I vote yes. Blueberry <laughs> chocolate. There you go, right? Blueberry chocolate. Have it with you at all times. So. Yeah. What's really funny is my son says, Mom, you never have any problem saying anything if you're always <laughs> eating chocolate. And I'm like, there's a reason those two go hand in hand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And maybe the, one of the reasons why I love them so much. So, right, definitely. right. Okay. So, so moving uh, on. To the heart chakra now so the heart chakra handles your heart and your lungs and your thymus gland but it also has a lot to do with the love the love and the healing and you know how do you feel about different things it's got a lot of feeling in that heart um, and and there's a lot connected to the heart the heart is a main function in the body right without it none of us are hanging out here on this earth exactly so, but it's connected to the lungs, and the lungs is a very big part as well. Those are your two biggest organs that if your lungs aren't taking in air and your heart is not pumping, you are not alive. So be really aware of the things that help to keep your heart chakra happy. And that's everything in the green family, uh, from kiwi to asparagus, apples, I mean, you name it, anything that's green. Uh, feeds the heart chakra so you're in essence feeding your heart and you're feeding your lungs definitely 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 put a lot of green in your diet and doesn't necessarily have to be green vegetables because I have a client who hates green vegetables but he'll eat green apples all day long and I say well then eat a few of them every day if that's all you can handle that's green load up on them and again going back to you know green avocado and the amount Mm -hmm. of um you know, uh, uh, oils that you're going to get from that, that feed the brain, that feed everything right. else, which is essential. I love zucchini. Um, right. you know, I think that's a great and easy one to do. I mean, when you think about it, how many, you know, spinach, of course, you know, look at the, the value of spinach. And you can sure. have it in so many different ways. Uh, in your All the different zone, lettuces, yeah, yeah. In your green zone, there's so much to choose from. And, of course, yeah. when people think heart, they always think red. Exactly. And, but when you look at green, it's actually the uh, most healing color, isn't it? So it, it is. So it's appropriate that it should be around the heart because we want and the also, heart to feel safe and sound. And also green represents life in nature. Mm-hmm. If something mm-hmm. green, it's alive, right? Exactly. Exactly. So it's, for me, that was the best way for me to remember that green was the heart and the lungs for me was Okay, green in nature means everything's living healthy and doing great. Everything is breathing and everything is happy. So my heart, I know, needs green in order to feel like a beautiful blooming plant um, and keeping the, the system alive. So for me, it was a real easy connection because what I do is I have to relate items to items in order for me to remember them simply. I'm very visual so I look at nature and I go, oh, there's the heart chakra. <laughs> but also the other thing is, is that, you know, people can have a broken heart and think they can't come back from it. But right. just look at, you know, the winter where everything appears dead. And right. all of a sudden the spring comes and everything comes alive, you know, beautiful and abundant and full again. It means our hearts are capable of loving again. So don't That's give right. up on your heart. That was really perfectly said, Sarah. <laughs> Okay, so solar plex chakra. Solar plex. Beautiful colors, yellows, yeah. That's beautiful yellow, just like the sun. Um, What I love about the solar plexus is that it really handles your stomach. 
it handles your bladder, your liver, your intestines, your pancreas, but your stomach is where the majority of people have issues, and it's mainly over digestion. And when you eat solar plexus colors, which are yellow, um, bananas, pineapples, yellow squash, corn, peppers, you name it in the yellow category, um, it also will increase your feelings of wisdom and power. So not only do you feel good in the belly, which is critical, (laughs) um, but it also gives you uh, some real self-power feeling, um, self-empowerment. And that's a really important emotion and feeling to have because it really takes you through every episode that your life turns into. Every emotion that you grab, if you're not feeling self-empowered and that you can handle it, well, then you're going to have trouble getting through it. And then you're going to spin into depression and all the other stupid things that come along with not feeling self-empowered. And so the solar plexus, the yellow foods, are really important to keep your you, your feelings of self-worth and self-value and, and self-feelings strong. Now, you know, which, uh, um, we have a, a 79-year-old um, host here, uh, um, Wise Health here on this, on this station, and she's okay. got over 50 years of holistic um, knowledge, Lovely. you know, a little walking encyclopedia. And she always goes back to three organs, the, uh, the liver, the kidneys, and the colon. And she uh-huh. said, if you don't keep those clean and functioning properly, everything else in your body breaks down. So sure. it, it really makes sense, doesn't it, you know, to, to feed the gut properly, because otherwise it's going to affect everything else in your body. I'm everything. Right, soul, everything. Yeah, yeah. When your stomach is not happy, nothing is. You know how they say, you know, when when mama's not happy, nobody's happy. <laughs> yes. Well, your stomach is the mama of yeah. your body. <laughs> and again, with the yellow foods, you know, you've you've got yes. the pineapples, you've got the peppers. I, you know, I eat a banana every day. You've got the corn. Make sure it's organic. Make sure you wash it properly. Um, you know, you've got yellow zucchinis. There's so many yellow things you can have out there. Or again, you know, one of great foods I, I love to cook casseroles I'm British and uh-huh. I love throwing everything in there especially a slow cooker or whatever where all the sure. flavors and juice go together but stir fries just yeah. put everything into a wok right and yeah. and let all those flavors come alive with each other it's delicious yeah and use some of your coconut oil in there yeah exactly um, yum, yum. don't forget to get the ginger which I'm probably fall in the yellow category wouldn't it the ginger Actually, it's in both the gingers, in both the solar plexus and the crown. It falls right. in the yellow and the white. And ginger is so good for your stomach. If you're ever feeling Absolutely. nauseous, you know, dice up some ginger, put it in some hot water and keep drinking that. It will mm-hmm. settle the nausea down. It will settle the stomach down. It's absolutely brilliant. I do a little milkshake in the morning, um, and it actually doesn't have any milk in it, but I do a shake in the morning. Um, and I put in there uh, ginger, kale, a kiwi, because I like my green stuff. And then um, I'll put in there a couple of grapes. Let me tell you something. It is the most amazing little drink. And, and all you really taste is the kiwi out of that. Um, and a little spice of ginger with it. But it makes me feel so good. It makes me feel as if I've just washed the inside of yes. my body. Yes. It's a refreshing feeling. Um, and, and, you know, obviously we're feeding some good things and that's part of, you know, what makes it easy to feed your chakras is make some drinks, um, 
do a morning drink, do an afternoon drink, do a do an after dinner drink of a different sort <laughs> to feed your chakras. Um, and you can get a lot of these chakra zones touched through doing some type of a shake. Or, or you know, juicing. Um, yes. You know, yeah. I don't do it right now because I'm on my own. When I used to do for the family, I'd just juice everything. And there would always yeah. be carrot and apple and ginger and beets and uh, either watermelon or, or you know, something uh, green in there. Mm-hmm. It would have everything in there. And, you know, it's it's like nectar. It truly Absolutely. is. It just dances in your mouth and you can feel it going into your body and your body going, oh, yes, you know, it's feeling <laughs> time and, and just yeah, everything I mean. about you feels great. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and it's just, and it's, it's an incredible way of being able to hit every single one of these chakras every time. Right, right. And, and it's fast and easy because, uh, you know, people will say to me, I don't have time to prepare a bunch of food and I don't have time to do this and that. It's all about I don't have time. And I say to people, on a weekend, you can prepare all your food for the week so that if you're a guy that has to do a fast food run through Mickey D's, instead, take a container out of your refrigerator and throw it in your truck in a little cooler. And now you, instead of that drive, you fed your chakras and you fed your body something that's going to allow you to continue your work day much easier. Um, it, there's always a way to get around not having to eat junk. And it really requires about an hour of your time to prepare what you're going to eat all week long. It doesn't really take longer than that. It's more of thought yes. of what can I put together. The you know, it's the, really more of the thought. Yeah. And, you know, the other thing is for like for snacks is, uh, you know, get a, an arrangement of nuts. You know, your almond, mm-hmm. your cashew, your walnut, uh, you know, get some cranberries in there. Maybe mix yeah. in some sunflower seeds and kind of put everything together and make some little sachets and carry them around with you. Oh, I'm feeling hungry. I'm feeling peckish. A, you're getting, again, all those oils, all those nutrients. You're cleaning out your liver, the parasites, you name it. I mean, the amount of stuff that's in there. And it's also feeding that, you know, that need that you think of, you know, feeling peckish. So you're not going for the chocolate bar or for the crisps or, you know, chips and things like that. Um, Right. You're actually eating something that's really healthy that's also feeding the chakras. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Exactly. You're right on. <laughs> <laughs> so let's hit the chakral. Uh, uh, Sacral chakra. Yeah. <laughs> I'm suddenly getting tongue-tied there. Yeah. You think it, I'll say it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so there's another important one that is related to the stomach because that one is your adrenal glands, your bladder, your prostate, your ovaries, your kidneys, your gallbladder, your bowel movements, your spleen. Um, it regulates your metabolism. Now, your metabolism is what's in charge of keeping you at a healthy weight, but it also regulates your immune system, and that is a big one because that's what's going to keep you fighting any of these cooties that come along. In America, we're all fighting Zika now, Mm -hmm. Um, and so if you have a good, strong immune system and you're eating things in the orange family, you can really help to strengthen your immune system. Now, on emotion side, it increases your creativity but it also helps to increase your sexuality. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you want to have sex all the time. (laughs) It's feeling sexy. It's feeling great about yourself, about how you look, about who you are. It's all those feelings, uh, uh, self-feelings of sensuality and sexuality. And so those who are having issues with prostate or issues with Um, going into their change of life, 
reach out to that family of orange food, whether it's carrots or cantaloupe or, you know, mangoes or oranges and yams. Yeah. Reach out to those orange foods and feed those sexual organs so that you can provide yourself some relief. But realize how strong the orange is. You know, people always say, oh, you got a cold, drink lots of vitamin C. Yeah. Well, it's actually to feed your sacral chakra, which boosts your immune system. Mm-hmm. That's what the orange vitamin C, eat, drinking an orange juice, is about. Two of my staples always will be carrots and yams. Absolutely love them. <laughs> um, and, you know, like papaya and, and things like that. Absolutely gorgeous. Uh, but, you know, I just want to hit on the sexuality versus sensuality. When you think about sensuality, it is more that you are in tuned with your senses. You know, yes. you, you, you can feel more in your touch, your taste, your vision, the way you feel. It's being in tuned with your body in such a central way that you are at whole and at one with self. And so, you know, don't think, oh, I'm not going to eat anything orange because I don't want to raise my sexuality. You're raising your sensuality that puts you in tune with self and your world that you live in. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, people go, oh, my God, I don't want more sex or (laughs) whatever. (laughs) You know what I mean? Depending on what your situation is. But people, you hear, they, I see their face reactions when I say it increases your sexuality and your creativity and I've had people say well I don't need to be more creative in sex yeah (laughs) it's like no that's not what I'm saying (laughs) (laughs) but I can also see how many people or husbands are going to get a great deal of orange on their plate tonight (laughs) oh absolutely absolutely (laughs) there are some benefits But it's just about waking those senses up so that you yeah. are in tuned to everything in life from the inside out because that's right. what's so beautiful about sensuality is that you feel everything, which is what we want you to do. We want you to be in tuned with life, right? Absolutely. And, you know, touching on the prostate and the ovaries and the, and that the sexual organs of both men and women, um, when you get to be certain ages, those organs change and they need extra support. And so this is a great way to give those organs extra support and keep them healthy. So definitely, you know, as you're aging, and and I say as you're aging, but I've spoken to women who are in their early 20s who are already going through changes in their life like that, in their organs, in their sexual organs. And so feeding that that orange-flavored anything to your body will help you to keep those organs healthy when you are going through body changes. Not orange Kool-Aid, folks. Yeah. <laughs> Remember, this is all about the root, the the vegetables and the the fruits. Uh, it's all about that, you know what what God gave us. Yep, yeah. it's all there. You said, you know, you, you don't need to take a nutrient supplement. It's all there. I mean, the other thing that fits into either the solar plex or the chakra is turmeric. Right. right? Absolutely. Which is it's so good for inflammation. It's so good for feeding your brain. It's so good if you're suffering from arthritis. Um, and and Sarah, all of the spices work the yes. same way in these categories. Yeah. Yeah. All of them. Yeah. There are so many colored spices. If you look at where did this, the name of the spice come from, look at what the actual root is that the spice was made from and see what color that is. Yeah. Because just because it comes in a certain color at its final form, its original form is the color that you want to look at and go, oh, yeah. This is for this one. This is for that one. Because all of the spices fall in these same exact categories. Red pepper for your root chakra. Um, 
And the root chakra is the final chakra, but I did want to say the sacral is located just below your belly button, and the solar plexus is just above. So if you're not sure where those two guys are located, that's where you'll find them. Actually, I yeah. just I want to say something about the sacral before we move on to the root yeah. chakra. Is that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm all about the knowingness. And I always mm. say that, uh, you know, when you get those gut instincts, how do you know? I don't know. I just know. Well, that is your, your sacral chakra. That is your divine connection to your wisdom that then resonates with your heart, that then goes into your spirit action and then extracts from your mind what you need to know at the time you need to know it. But that yeah. sacral chakra is where that it, divine information comes in, in absolute mm. clarity without any doubt um, whatsoever. So trust it. Please trust it. And see, you said the word trust, and that's the absolute number one thing about your root chakra. <laughs> it strengthens your ability to trust. Um, the root chakra is really interesting because it, it's the one that's right at the base of your pelvis area, um, base of your spine. And it works with your reproductive glands and your kidneys and your spine and that type of thing. But it's also your survival, your security, your stability, your uh, thought pattern behind your own trusting of yourself. Mm. So it's really, really a critical little zone there that allows you to just really trust. Trust in what you're doing. Trust in your uh, ability to judge. Um, trust that you are secure in your life. Trust that you are not in survival mode. You're in thrive mm. mode um, and that you're stable. And so it's really important that that trust in yourself is is healthy because when you don't trust yourself, then you go to the other extreme, which is doubt. Yeah. And you doubt everything about your life. And there, there comes your depression and all the other crazy things that go along with self-doubt. So the root chakra is really, really a strong zone. It's actually one of my very favorites because all of the food in the root chakra tips on all my favorite things, which are the red, red berries. Right. <laughs> I'm a red yes. berries girl. Yes. Yeah, raspberries, so, the strawberries, the pomegranates, the, but also the tomatoes and the peppers. You know, I mean, it's yeah. got so many red apples and, you know, so many things in there that are just yummy. How can we turn away from them? Absolutely. And, you know, it's really cool um, that you can literally pick these certain fruits and vegetables to change the mood you're in, to change mm -hmm. the way you're feeling. And if your chakras are not all feeling well, something's going to give somewhere. So if you're paying attention to all, you know, the, the crown, the third eye, the throat, and you're not paying attention to the root, you're going to have some issues in your ability to trust. Yeah. And trust, I have to say, trust is probably the strongest emotion out of all of the chakra emotions yeah. because it's really the stabilizer and that's your, your root chakra is about stability. And it's if you don't... survival, isn't it? It's kind of yeah. know, the instinctuals of, of everything that is, well, it's the base, it's the foundation, you know, the rooting yeah. of everything. So you need to have your foundation secure and solid so that you can build up on it. And uh, right. if it isn't, if it's shaky, then, you know, everything else can come down. Exactly. And when you trust that you're knowing and you trust your instincts and you trust that you are aware of who you are and that you make good decisions, well, that's, that's the basis of everything good. Yes, exactly. And we want everything good for you folks because that's what life is all about. So Absolutely. now let's go to recipes from the other side. How did this come about? 
Well, this has been a very interesting little journey, I must say. Um, I do readings for both uh, corporate groups and for individuals. And throughout some of the readings, I kept getting family members that would want to communicate certain family heritage type things. And so one of the things that keeps coming up is the kitchen. The kitchen is absolutely the heart center of the home. Um, You know, when you have a party, everybody hangs out in the kitchen, right? When you have family dinners, everybody's in the kitchen. And so what I was really getting connected to was great-grandmothers, great-great-grandmothers wanting to pass on recipes to these children who they've never met before, but they'd like them to continue the heritage and continue to the lifeline of you know, their bloodline through the love of food. And so I started to get recipes. I literally started to get uh, actual family recipes uh, in these readings. And when I realized the value of elderly, gener- you know, three, four, five, six generations back, passing on what fed the love in their home, Uh, it really started to make sense to me of how important that was. And so now when I meditate before these readings that I do, I ask if there are family members or friends or spirit guides that would like to come through and share recipes to be continued on, please feel free to come through. And now I get them all the time. So it's a really beautiful thing. Hence the uh, clairvoyant gourmet. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Well, in the beginning, when I was getting these recipes, I was recording my um, my readings. And so one day I was like, geez, I wonder if this is actually the whole recipe. You know, could I actually make this from what I just got? And so I started to note them all and start making them. And as it turns out, Sometimes you have to shift things, like when they used lard back in the day, mm-hmm. um, and you have to find the alternatives for modern food and what we have, what we have available now. But um, really, really detailed recipes are coming through, and they're actually very delightful, very edible. I've started putting them into a recipe book that I'm going to put on my site here in, a, in another couple months, but. It's, and I've put the recipes on my site as well. Um, I haven't put whose family they come th- from just to keep the, the families private. But um, there's some really unique stuff that's been passed on. Uh, one I'll give you an example of is uh, a rosemary pancake. I received that recipe through uh, a great-great-grandmother that was giving this recipe to her great-great-granddaughter, never met. Um, And the granddaughter was pregnant and said, I would love to get a recipe for some kind of cookies that maybe my relatives used to make. And this came through. And it's rosemary pancakes. Um, Delightful, beautiful, has some lemon in it. So it also reaches the solar plexus. But rosemary is green, so it works for the heart as well. And we did gluten-free pancakes to bring it to a more modern, healthy pancake. And uh, it works out great. So so much fun to get things that I would have never created on my own because they weren't part of my family's line, mm-hmm. right? Where I'm French, so we did all French food. And uh, now I'm able to connect to people in every nationality, in every country, and learn about all these different foods that uh, people have been sharing the love over. It's quite a beautiful thing. And the reaction from those who are getting the reading and getting the food 
is amazing. I keep getting, you know, emails and texts and things like that saying, I tried my recipe. Oh, my God, we love it. My family all did it as a project together. You know, all the aunts and and relatives and things like that all saying, hey, try this recipe. This is amazing. And um, passing it on, you know, passing it down and passing it down to family members. So it keeps the flow alive of this recipe came from my great-great-grandmother. How cool is that? It's also a way of, of transferring love, isn't it? Because we know that, you know, especially more in the olden days, a little less today because everybody's doing takeout. But, you, right. know, you know, the the preparation of food in the kitchen, it was the hub. It was where the heart and the soul of the family was. And everything was cooked, not just to feed people, but to give them that balance, that, that, that nutrition, and to cook with love. And yeah, passing it, a recipe on is passing love on, isn't it? Absolutely. It's a way to connect um, not only to those who are here with you enjoying the food, but to connect to those in your family that have passed on. And, you know, when you talk about if you've lost your grandmother and you tell a friend, oh, my grandmother was so amazing. She used to make these most amazing chocolate chip cookies. You feel the love from the conversation. Yeah. When someone is talking about a relative who's crossed or a relative that's here and they're talking about a food that they made, it hits the heart center. It shows love and and beauty and soft emotion. And to be able to receive that from the other side is one beautiful, amazing thing in itself. But to be able to continue that loving, feeling tradition with those who come behind you is equally as beautiful because you give them a feeling for what came before them. You give them a sense of connection to their family and their bloodline and their roots through food. If you think about it, you know, especially the older generation, you know, my mom passed at 95 um, Mm -hmm. a year and a half ago. And, you know, she wasn't kind of cuddly or, you know, sit on the lap because it just... She wasn't brought up that way, didn't you know? Right. Didn't know how to love that way. But when it came to cooking for you, you know, it was always yeah. cooked with love. That was her way of loving. Now my son yeah. is about to open up his own deli, and, and of course he shows his love in a lot much bigger way. But it, that has passed down to him. You know, when he cooks, it's it's his love and his passion, and he he lays it out beautifully for you, like a you know visual canvas. And then yeah. he's so eager to know, how does it feel? How does it taste? Because, you know, he's transferring that love over to you. And I think in a lot of ways, modern society has kind of missed that today. You know, get back in the kitchen, cook together, prepare together, eat in gratitude. You know, that is the time of unison. It's the time of sharing love. And I think we'd all be an awful lot better off, not just with our chakras and our balance, but with our family environment if we did so. Right, especially, um, you know, today's children, they're really needing that extra time from the family, that extra support, and what a better place to take the time to create and work with your children than in the kitchen. You know, you, you teach them, you can absolutely teach them the elements of eating for your chakras, but you, which, you know, at a young age, imagine how valuable that would be to learn. But um, in addition, you are spending that loving family time together that shows them the value of eating together, creating together, sharing stories, and being family. It's a really important segment that a lot of today uh, today's youth are missing out on because the parents aren't 
uh, either are not taking or don't have the time to you know make those things happen. Um, I think I think if you were to, to infuse at least one meal a day with your family, you could absolutely change the health of everybody involved because they would feel the love yeah. from the cooking. And the other thing too is is um, you know we've got this huge food guideline which is under you know under scrutiny right now because it's not balanced. And you know basically what you're doing in a very very simple way, if just people just print out the chart, have it on the fridge. Um, yeah. You know, uh, you know, mum, I'm feeling depressed. Mum's stomach isn't feeling very good. You know, um, well, I'm mm -hmm. not feeling very secure. Okay, I know what to cook tonight. I've got to boost this in you. I've got to boost that in you. But you know, let this be your food guideline because right. your chakras are what's holding you together. It's what exactly. what's making you function. If you're feeding them, you're feeding your mind, body, spirit, heart, and soul. Everything is being fed about you. And if all of that is plump and juicy and functioning well, your life is going to function well. So, you know, right here is the simple guide of actually how to cook to keep your balance. And uh, mm -hmm. let this be your food guide of exactly what is needed. Amen, sister. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because people are so confused, you know, and, and um, you know, gluten this or gluten that or that. You know, you know, your body knows what it wants. Try listening. Yes. And if you start cooking for your chakras and opening up that entire channel, your chakras are going to let you know what they need. Oh, gosh, you know, I'm craving this. Well, that means that's that chakra needs to be fed more. I'm feeling this. Yeah. Okay, you know, know what to now to feed that chakra in order for it to feel better. It seems all terribly logical to me. And if they, you know, as I say, print this out, put it on the fridge uh, and look at it. It's it just there's your guideline. It's so simple. Um, it's very and yeah. uh, let's also face it, folks, whether you're a vegan, vegetarian, or you eat meat, if you're not eating these fruits and vegetables, you're not getting the nutrients that you need in order to survive. So you're going to have to step up and start eating your veggies, everyone. And let me say to that, um, you know, red meat like a steak mm -hmm. feeds your root chakra. Right. White meat like a chicken or pork. It goes in that white category. Right. So meat, meats are included in all of these categories. If you are a meat eater, look at what category you want to feed. Where does that come in? It's want... pink. Where does that go? It Where actually is... goes in a couple different places. It come, It goes into your solar, but it also goes into your crown because your crown chakra also is involved with pinks. Ah, right. Very interesting. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, and again, the omega-3. You know, right. Uh, so every time you're looking at a vegetable, it's doing more than one thing. You know, Absolutely. it's balancing the chakra, but it's cleaning the blood or it's pretending to this organ or it's doing that. Uh, uh -huh. You know, when who, you know, whatever the guards, when they started putting the foods together, they never gave you anything that was empty calories or empty nutrition. Everything has its reason. Everything has its abundance. And especially if you start experimenting and learning what to put together that enhances the nutrition, that, you know, expands on it, you know, just give your, give your chakras, give your body, give your soul and your heart, you know, the, what it needs in order for it to function for you. It won't let you down, so don't let it down. There you go. I'll tell you something really interesting. Um, I was speaking to a lady. She was 85. She was deeply religious. And when we were talking about this, she says, well, I follow the guidelines of the Bible on what to eat. 
And when we compared what her guidelines from the Bible were, which was from how many years ago, mm-hmm. they were compatible to exactly what we're talking about today about how to feed your chakras. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Um, so even if you're outside the box and you're thinking and you're not thinking in this realm and you're thinking more in a in a religious-based type of eating, you're still feeding your chakras because if you're following any of those religious guidelines, they are all color-coordinated. If you read through, yeah. you'll see exactly the same system happening. So I thought that was really interesting that, to connect those two things together. But you also you look at it this way. The ground um, in its beautiful nutritional soil uh, mm-hmm. you know, has all the nutrients in order to feed the seeds right. of the vegetables and the fruits that grow for us. Um, you know, every answer we ever seek to do with our health and our well-being is there. All we have to do is open our eyes and look. And you'll know what your body needs and what it needs to thrive on if you learn to tune into your body, tune into those chakras, tune into what you need and stop rushing out, as you said, to the doctor or stop rushing out for the fast food. You know, Mm -hmm. if if your car needs a tune-up, you're going to go and do it. If you run out of oil, you know you're going to go and do it. If not, your car breaks down. So you may be able to replace your car, but I'm sorry, you can't replace your body. It's with you for your entire life. And think about that. Feed it properly. Think about that, Sarah. With your car, you don't just roll, drive through somewhere. Right, exactly. (laughs) And get it maintained. You you do a little bit of research of, I'm going to go to this place because they're going to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, have that same perspective is, you know, take care of your body as as well as you take care of your car. (laughs) Exactly. And, you know, when you've got all this abundance of good food and balance within you, suddenly you have more energy and you're able to exercise more and you're able to just participate in life more. So everything has its reason. And so you may as well start with what you eat and what you're feeding um, so that you really can really live your life as abundantly as possible. Mm hmm. Well, this is the end of part one, folks. Um, we are, have, are doing two shows because, I mean, simply she does too much and we have to share it all. <laughs> so the next show is going to air next week and it's called The 5C Clairvoyant, where we're actually going to be talking about what the uh, clairvoyant uh, points are, what the abilities are and how to tune into our clear vision and audio and, and taste and sensations and smell. And we're going to know how to use those senses because we want you not only to balance your body from the inside out of the chakras, but we want you to tune into your senses so that it will help you in your life and finding that balance. It's all about the balance, folks. So don't forget to tune in next week um, and listen to the next show. And uh, each posting will show you all the visuals that will help you understand what we're talking about. Um, There's also a YouTube there of a demonstration of her doing a reading so you can see exactly how she does it. And uh, I'm looking forward to that show and uh, learning more about the 5C Clairvoyant. So, Janie, thank you so much for this one. This has been a mountain full of wonderful information. Thank you so much, Sarah, for having me. And I really appreciate your sharing me with your audience. And uh, anyone that has specific questions, if I can help you, feel free to reach out. And I'm happy to answer and, and give you some guidelines that I'm aware of that you may not be. So... I really appreciate your family of fabulously healthy, healing people. Wonderful. Just give them your site so they know how to get hold of you in the meantime. 
You can either look at the clairvoyantgourmet.com or you can punch in my name, which is Janie Beauclair, D-O-I-S-C-L-A-I-R.com. Excellent. So I hope you've learned a great deal about your chakras and your eating today. Really, she's made it easy for you. It's the charts right there. It shows you which vegetables to feed what. All you have to do is just explore, tune in, what needs what, and start giving your body the balance it needs and see how it transcends every part of your body. And then next week, come back and listen how to tune into your own clairvoyance. It's there, folks. All you have to do is learn how to use those abilities. Thank you so much, Janie. And I look forward to the next one. (laughs) Excellent. See you soon. Until next time, folks.